0: And on this week's show, we focus on the Africa Cup of Nations. Major changes have been made, including the expansion of the tournament, which has brought 2019 hosts Cameroon's ability to stage the competition under further scrutiny. We hear from Cameroon on the state of preparations, where many fans have doubts. There's a hidden story behind this. I know they are trying to shift the hosting rights from Cameroon to Morocco. However, we hear from Cameroon's sports minister, who says that all is under control. Also, your thoughts on last week's topic on the safety of stadiums in Africa. And we find out about football in Namibia, as the national team is through to the final round of 2018 African Nations Championship qualifying, despite having many challenges.
1: Back home, we haven't had a league running since April
0: last year. A look at Namibia's brave warriors later on. Well, it's been an eventful time in African football, as last week the Confederation of African Football approved the expansion of the Africa Cup of Nations from 16 teams to 24. And the tournament will now be held in June and July rather than January and February. Well this will start immediately, so 2019 hosts Cameroon, who were expecting to stage a 16-team tournament, will now have to host 24 teams. There were already concerns over the preparations, so can Cameroon do it? This special report from Planet Sport Football Africa's and G A N O in Yaounde, Cameroon. The heat
2: is on for Cameroon's sports officials some 20 months to the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations. Construction and renovation works on the various infrastructure to host matches and training sessions for the continental football rendezvous have hit a crescendo as Cameroon braces up to receive the Africa Cup of Nations 47 years after the country lastly hosted undoubtedly Africa's finest football tournament. But then the excitement and enthusiasm that comes with hosting such a major football jamboree has been dampened lately, with reports emerging that Cameroon will not be ready to receive Africa's most talented footballers and the continent's vociferous supporters come 2019. Those of this school of thought hold that the construction of the 60,000-seater Olimbe Stadium, the football arena expected to receive the opening encounter and final of the 2019 football tournament, is in its budding stages, and also point to the 50,000-seater Japuma Stadium on the outskirts of Douala, Cameroon's economic capital, where the stadium is yet to take shape. My opinion is
3: that of dissatisfaction with the pace at which the projects are being executed. I had expected by now the projects will have been at a 90% or 95% execution rate, or why not 100 even? But from every indication, it hasn't gotten to these figures. I think the government of Cameroon is rather taking this with a lukewarm attitude. I think they should sit up.
1: I don't think they are ready because one very important factor to host a tournament is infrastructure, and we are way behind schedule on that because uh, most of the stadiums are not yet ready the roads which are supposed to be constructed they are far from ready as well and the hotels and the lodging facilities are also not ready
2: with rumors arrive that cameroon is on the brink of losing its hosting rights the country's minister of sports and physical education bidung pat in one of his rare media outings decided to set the records straight
3: Concerning the hosting of the competition, the general situation of the facilities indicates that out of the 32 stadia expected from Cameroon, the 11 stadia used during the 2016 AFCON are ready. The other 21 are under construction and rehabilitation. Among them, 14 are to be rehabilitated and 7 to be constructed. Works on the two most prestigious of them, namely Olembe and Japoma, have commenced. According to these companies, 10 to 12 months are necessary for the execution of the works on the various stadia. Concerning the hotels, the host cities have hotels in compliance with CAF standards. Concerning airport and road facilities, the Yaoundé, Douala, Garwa and Bafustam airports are operational. As far as telecommunication facilities are concerned, those used during the 2016 Women AFCON will be put to use where necessary. All in all, I want to reassure the national and international opinion that government is totally committed to abiding by the list of requirements submitted by the Confederation
2: of African Football CAF. And though Cameroon's Minister of Sports sounded confident, The country's hopes of hosting a tournament one-of-a-kind has suffered a serious blow, with Africa's football ruling body, CAF, making sweeping changes to the format of the tournament. Increasing the competition's participating countries from 16 to 24, and moving the football event from January and February to June and July, which marks the peak of the rainy season, has not been well received by Cameroonians. They see the move from CAF as a manoeuvre to strip Cameroon of its hosting rights and Hanover to Morocco, whose FA president, Fauzi Lekja, has been very vocal about his country being ready to receive the competition.
3: I am very disappointed in CAF. I've lost my respect for CAF as a football governing body. That doesn't really make sense. First of all, Cameroon is unprepared. They are still trying to put finishing touches on the stadia, which are still undergoing construction. It's such a short notice. There's a hidden story behind this. I know they are trying to shift the hosting rights from Cameroon to Morocco.
4: This decision to increase the number of participating teams and to move dates from January to June is arbitrarily abrupt and serious foul play to Cameroon. Not only is the country not well prepared to receive this change, as they will need six pitches instead of four. This also gives them little time to revamp the situation. It looks to me as though CAF is giving in to pressure from Europe, even though it is at the detriment of Cameroon.
2: CAF isn't
4: ready
3: yet. I think they would have sent out maybe a mission to do some sort of study
2: to know if they have an understanding of it because it's an issue that just came abruptly and everyone wants to implement it. It could be easy to understand disgruntled Cameroonian football lovers. In January 2017, FIFA decided to increase the number of teams in the World Cup from 32 to 48 and that decision will only be implemented in nine years, that's in 2026. Moreover, the country to host the 2026 World Cup is yet to be known. Difficult then to comprehend why the Confederation of African Football is pressing for the implementation of a decision that was only taken this month for a tournament that takes place in barely 20 months. Even though the Cameroonian government is yet to say a word on this new development, it is widely believed they will continue with projects to host the Afghan. How the entire saga ends is definitely something football fans will be on the lookout
0: for. That's Planet Sport Football Africa's and GANO in, in Yaoundé, Cameroon. And just to clarify, when the sports minister was referring to 32 stadiums, these include training pitches for the tournament. So, mixed feelings in Cameroon as to whether they will actually end up hosting the 2019 Nations Cup or if it will be taken away from them. Well firstly on this Solomon it doesn't seem fair really that a Cameroon bid for a 16 team competition and end up having to host 24 teams. Steve I
4: definitely feel is not fair on Cameroon. I don't think it's, it's really a good idea and I don't think it's really fair on Cameroon. So I don't see how Cav would you know give them just two years to put everything together. Maybe four years would have been better because now Cameroon would have to prepare more uh, stadium venues, more training ground venues, more hotels. There there is definitely a a time that you should give a nation for the nation to be able to get everything ready. It's a lot of work and also it's a lot of bureaucracy between the government and the FA. And I feel that is not really fair on Cameroon, except if uh, CAF is ready to help Cameroon with expertise, help Cameroon with finances for them to be able to make sure they meet that requirement where they can host the uh, 24 teams for the first time in the Afghan. That way is going to be far more better. And I understand that CAF should be able to do that also because now the expanded addition to 24 teams means they're going to make uh, a bit more money and also they're going to be able to, uh, you know, get more sponsors. So why not put in a bit more money to, to support Cameroon?
0: And Morocco have said that they are ready to step in as 2019 Nations Cup hosts if Cameroon want to pull out. And now Morocco were awarded the 2015 Nations Cup, but they pulled out at the last minute because of the Ebola outbreak in some African countries and Equatorial Guinea took over. Now, last week's CAF symposium, where these decisions were taken, was held in Morocco. So the country is clearly in favour with the new CAF executive, and Morocco are considering a bid for a future World Cup. So would you see the 2019 Nations Cup eventually ending up in Morocco rather than Cameroon? Yes, definitely. I feel the 2019
4: AFCOM might just end up in Morocco because, you know, Morocco has all the infrastructures that are right there ready. They don't need to do a lot of work. To be able to upgrade and get ready for it. It's, Morocco is a tourist nation. There's a lot of hotels. They had the opportunity to host the 2015 Afghan, which they decided against because of the Ebola outbreak in some African countries. And back in the late 1990s, they tried to host the World Cup. Uh, So they've been in the state of preparation for a very long time, but it will be sad to see Morocco taking the opportunity away from Cameroon. The last time Cameroon hosted the Afghan tournament was in 1972. You know, we should be able to encourage a nation. We should be able to make sure they have enough time to prepare and get the right support because the Afghan tournament hosting it, it leaves a legacy. And that part of legacy should be what CAF should also be after, legacy of better infrastructures, legacy of having created jobs and and a whole lot of different legacies.
0: Sure, so we'll see what happens there and whether Morocco will take over. And to Solomon, what are your thoughts on a 2014 Nations Cup? It gives a chance to smaller countries to qualify, but some critics say that it will dilute the quality of football because there'll be too many small teams playing there.
4: I don't see how it would uh, dilute the quality of uh, football across Africa, Steve, Uh, because, I mean, come to think about it, we have nations like uh, Cape Verde, nations like Botswana, Zimbabwe, uh kenya who had been to the africa cup of nations previously but they're not regulars when it comes to afghan and we would want to see them we want them to be regulars because they come in they play so well but the next edition they fail to qualify we want to see quite a lot of that uganda we want to see a lot of uganda we want to see you know more of gabon we want to see more of togo you know and i feel the more the merrier because i feel the talents are there and the teams are there, they've not been able to get the opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, compete with the best. And competing with the best is only going to make them better. Remember, in Africa, we have uh, 54 countries, you know, and if you have 54 countries and we only have a a tournament that has 16 teams representing the 54, that's not really enough. I think 24 is is a very fair number.
0: Well, that's our question this week on social media. Are you in favour of the 2014 Africa Cup of Nations? Some say it will dilute the quality of the football. Others say it will be great as more smaller teams will have a chance to qualify. Give us your thoughts on Facebook, our page is Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus 447955232780. That's plus 447955232780. Are you in favour of the expanded 2014 Africa Cup of Nations? Now, the former CAF president Issa Hayatu refused to move the Nations Cup to June and July, saying that the weather conditions are not good in many African countries at that time. Now that it has been moved, it means that the Nations Cup will be held during the off-season in Europe, and the new CAF leadership says that this will make African players more marketable in Europe, as they were missing up to six weeks of the season if they went to the Nations Cup in January and February. Well, our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us now from the UK. Uh, Stuart, do you think that this will indeed make African players more attractive to European clubs?
5: Now, traditionally, the Africa Cup of Nations has not been popular among Premier League managers. You know, it was often said that Alex Ferguson didn't have African players because he felt that losing them for at least a month every two years wasn't worth the bother. And, uh, you know, it's a time when it's very frustrating, both for the clubs and to some extent for the players. I mean, you remember the, the time when Yaya Toure went off to play for Ivory Coast, leaving Manchester City top of the league and still in two cups and came back to find they were out of the two cups and no longer top of the league. So... The fact that the competition will no longer be during the Premier League season, I think, will be very popular among Premier League managers. And I suppose you could say the experience for the players from eight additional teams to play in the competition will develop them as players. I suppose the other side of the coin is that they will be playing for an extra month when they might have been resting and perhaps they will not be ready to start the beginning of the season with the same vigour that they might have done. But I think probably it will be popular for the players because, again, you know, players may have feared going off to play for a month and come back and find that they've lost their place in the team. So, all in all, I think this is probably a good move for everyone.
0: Well, let's hope so. Thanks, Stuart. Uh, Now, uh, one other Nations Cup development uh, worth mentioning. A few days ago, the Confederation of African Football spoke about the concept of regional hosting of the tournament. Now, a 24-team Nations Cup is beyond most African countries to host all alone, so we're likely to see these tournaments being co-hosted by two countries or even having regional hosting where as many as four countries will stage some of the games. Uh, So that's very exciting. It means uh, many more smaller countries now have a chance to co-host the Nations Cup. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And still to come, a look at football in Namibia. Well, you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show any time on the app and access past programmes too in our archive. Also on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com, you can listen to the show there, and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. And now we turn to social media, and last week we asked how safe are our stadiums in Africa? Two weeks ago, eight people died when a wall collapsed at a stadium in Senegal, this after police fired tear gas. It was the latest in a long line of tragedies, and so we asked whether it's safe to take our families to stadiums and if enough action is being taken. On Facebook, Egwedoma Ajiri Ogene in Ghana says Africa is not a place where you can take your children and wife to watch football games and most especially derby matches with high passions. Also, the police are not helping matters when it comes to crowd violence in our stadiums, says Doma. It's not safe. Mohamed Kande in the Gambia believes there's another cause to the problem. I think most of the stadiums in Africa are old and need maintenance, says Mohamed. Governments across the continent must ensure the highest safety standards are met before such huge games like the one in Senegal. Also, African fans must learn to accept defeat and to cheer the winning team. After all, we're watching the beautiful game to get a winner. Uh, thanks for those views there, Mohammed. To What's Up, a Abina in Nigeria agrees with those sentiments, saying the structure of most of our stadiums is not good enough for full capacity. The foundations aren't strong, so there's always a risk if there are too many people there. The good stadiums are getting seriously dilapidated, says Obina. The tragedy in Senegal is a call to action to every sports stakeholder to ensure that stadiums are safe for spectators. Daniel in Ghana also thinks the quality of stadia is the main problem. Our stadiums are built to grace an upcoming event in the shortest possible time, says Daniel. Afterwards, we even forget to take care of them unless we're organising more major events. Maintenance, proper care and maximum attention is not given to our stadiums in most African countries. The May 9th disaster in the Accra Sports Stadium in 2001 is going to live in the hearts of most Ghanaians. I think committees need to be set up for our sporting arenas, uh, otherwise we're going to record casualties annually. Thanks for those views, Daniel, and uh, that disaster in Accra claimed the lives of 127 people back in 2001. We always welcome your voice notes on WhatsApp and here's Ali Mami Fofana in the Gambia who has similar sentiments.
2: Some of the stadium they are old. They need repair. They don't repair them. If you even enter some of these toilets in the stadium, if they told that this is a stadium, you will not believe it. So we need FIFA to restrict on our leaders in Africa to repair the stadiums.
0: Thanks there to Alimami Fofana in the Gambia. Paul Truman in Nigeria feels the issue about safety also lies with the fans. Here in Nigeria, says Paul, admittedly the standard and quality of the stadiums are high, but the organisation and crowd control measures are abysmally lacking. Fans here often throng onto the pitch or disrupt play or even beat up visiting teams, says Paul. You can hardly win an away match now in Nigeria without facing physical attacks from the home crowd. Aladji S. Phi in The Gambia says, In my country, we have very old stadiums. I'm really scared that the same thing could happen because of overcrowding, because it is a problem in Africa, says Aladji. But Bakari Tamba, also in The Gambia, has no such concerns. It's very safe to go with your family to the stadium, says Bakari. It only depends on which stand you're in at the stadium. It's very nice here to watch football together with your family. Thanks for those views there. Bakari. let's go to another voice note, also from the Gambia. It's Ebrima Kante.
4: It was shocking to see so many people lost their lives. It is common in Africa. Stadium disasters are are now a common thing in Africa because of the poor infrastructures in African even in the Gambia here though it has not been happening but you see that when there are big margins from local derbies or international margins, they will fold the stadium more than the capacity it's crazy sometimes but i feel for the teams i feel for the families of the dead because it should not happen appealing to all of them the government the football association so that they can do more to help do more to build more infrastructure you never see this Types of things happening in, in other parts of the world now, but in Africa, it seems to be a common
0: thing. Thanks, Ebrima. To Malawi now, and Efratar Kamanga says the situation here is that stadiums are not 100% fit because most of them are outdated. And Samson Makawa, also in Malawi, mentions another recent stadium disaster in Lilongwe, uh, which was earlier this month. In our country, eight people died at the Bingu National Stadium on the 6th of July as we celebrated our 53rd year of independence, says Samson. There were also 58 seriously injured as they struggled for entry because it was free to get in. Yeah, that was a very, very uh, sad occasion there. Thanks for that, Samson. Amalai Oyake in the United States believes that security and policing can be a key issue. Stadiums are not safe as long as safety is an afterthought, and if the police take a militarised approach towards a civil society, says Amalai. Lamine Cham in the Gambia thinks that FIFA should do something to help. Today the stadium conditions in Africa are the worst, says Lamine. Many are very old and not suitable to host crowded matches. Africa needs help from FIFA. Usman obi Turai is also in the Gambia. My country has only one major stadium, says Usman, which was constructed by the Chinese. It's decades old now. I'm afraid it could collapse at any time. My mind reflects on the Gambia against the Cameroon encounter when the stadium was shaking, says Usman. It's a very serious situation and CAF needs to put pressure on the national football associations to improve their stadiums. And finally, Ishmael Saidu Kanu is in Sierra Leone. He says our national stadium, the Siaka Stevens Stadium here in Freetown, had been in a very bad state, but thanks to the Chinese government for their kind gesture to our country as they are presently renovating the entire facility. Well, thanks, Ishmael, and thanks for all of those comments. Always great to hear from you and to find out about your experiences. Uh, This week, our question on social media is, are you in favour of the 24-team Africa Cup of Nations? From the next edition in 2019, there'll be 24 teams taking part. Some critics say it will dilute the quality of the football. Others say it will be great as more smaller teams will have a chance to qualify for the Nations Cup. Give us your thoughts on Facebook, Planet Sport, Football Africa is our page, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Well, finally on the show this week, uh, let's talk about uh, the African Nations Championship, the Chan, and a focus on football in Namibia. Last weekend, there were games in 2018, Chan qualifying. This, the tournament for home-based players only. The finals take place in Kenya next year. And in the Western zone, Guinea thumped Guinea-Bissau 10-1 on aggregate. Senegal beat Sierra Leone 3-1 to progress to the final qualifying round 4-2 on aggregate. Liberia are out. They won 1-0 away to Mauritania, but that wasn't enough as Mauritania qualified 2-1 on aggregate. And the Gambia lost 4-0 away to Mali. So the Scorpions go out 4-0 on aggregate. In the eastern zone, Uganda are through to the final round of qualifying. They beat South Sudan 5-1 on aggregate. They'll play Rwanda, who knocked out Tanzania on away goals after the tie was level at 1-1. Here in the southern zone, big wins for Zambia and South Africa. They'll meet in the final qualifying round. And here in Harare, Zimbabwe were eliminated by Namibia in a penalty shootout. Both legs ended 1-0, and so Zimbabwe are out, having qualified for all four previous editions. While Namibia have a chance of qualifying for the first time, they'll play Comoros for a place at the finals. Now, Namibia are ranked a lowly 156 in the world. They've played twice at the Africa Cup of Nations in 1998 and 2008, and their biggest triumph was winning the 2015 Kasafa Cup, the Southern African Championship. Ricardo Manetti was their coach then, and he's still in charge of the team now. Now, there are some problems in Namibian football. Their domestic league is not functioning, so they got their national team squad together for three months to prepare and to play in the 2019 Nations Cup qualifiers, the Kasafa Cup and the Chan qualifiers, something that clearly helped them a lot. Well, I spoke to Manetti and asked what it would mean for Namibia to qualify for the Chan. Yeah, that,
1: that will be massive, especially if you look into the situation of uh, Namibian football currently, that's not on a high with all our domestic problems uh, back home. This will be just massive and uh, it will be very good for the players, you know, because been, we've been training for the past three months because of our situation. We could not um, have it any other way. So three months of hard work is starting to pay off. Back home we haven't had a, a league running. Since April last year, so um, you know we, we had to take these players and, and and put them in camp, feed them, get them mentally prepared, and all that. So um, it was very tough for us the past uh, year and a half. So
0: these guys haven't even been playing regular football for a year
1: and a half. No, no, no. 80% of them they haven't been played. The the only matches we we got as a as a country or as a team was at Kosafa that some of them played one or two matches. So for, for most of them, this was the second and third match for over a year. You know, we're not, we're not a big association like uh, the powerhouses in Africa, but we, we made do with what we, what we had at that time and uh, we worked around it. There were tough times, uh, but the association, you know, without them, this was not going to be possible. And, and, and I'm very proud of this achievement that we could beat a powerhouse like Zimbabwe. That's a big achievement for Namibia. Um, it's not every day that you beat uh, a country like Zimbabwe, but over and above that, Zimbabwe, they were better prepared throughout the year than us. They had a league running. We don't even have uh, clubs playing in the Champions League, for that matter. So Zimbabwe, individually and, and as, as a team, they're they, they, they better than Namibia. But uh, when you take it on the day, then um, Namibia had a better fight. Namibia wanted it more. So, is your league going to start in the coming weeks? You're going to have a league this season? I hope so. That we will have a league uh, starting in the next two three months. Hopefully, yeah. Um, depending on uh, sponsorships, depending on uh, uh, other issues that uh, I can't share because I'm a coach. I'm not an administrator. But hopefully, things will be sorted and we can start.
0: That's Namibia coach Ricardo Manetti after the brave warriors of Namibia knocked out the warriors of Zimbabwe in a Chan qualifier last weekend. So Namibia, a country that can do better if things are in place. Well, that's it for the show for this week. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa and from Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening and Planet Sport Football Africa is a Passion for Sport production.